So, Mikey, obviously we're going to have to see Let's Wrestle Volume 10. What's the subtitle of this one? Subtitle is Don't Lose Your Head. Don't Lose Your Head. At, uh, at the American Legion Post Number 84 in Orono, Maine. Uh, that's uh, the, the birthplace of Limitless Wrestling. No, no. Well, technically, technically not. Technically, Cityside Restaurant was the birthplace of Limitless Wrestling. Right. But, uh, or as Jason Rumble would say, the Cityside Bakery. Oh, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, daddy. Randy does it a lot better. Oh, Randy does it the best <laughs> one. But, um, but anyway. But no, yeah. Limitless has really hit it big in Orono and then moved to Westbrook. And then, obviously, if you listen to their podcast or follow their shows, they, they ran Westbrook in the Portland Club, and the Portland Club isn't big enough anymore. Oh, Mikey, you haven't listened to the most recent episode. I haven't, but you can spoil it. I That's don't care. Right. The reason why they had to switch venues is because the Portland Club ran another show there at, at some other, not wrestling show, but another event there. They did have another wrestling show there, I'm pretty sure, but maybe not. Well, they had another event there, yep. regardless, and... I guess someone tipped off the fire marshal or whatever. The fire marshal came in, they did an inspection, and they gave him a new capacity number. It's a lot lower. It was originally, I think, 325 or 350. Yep. Now it's 175. Oh, okay. So no more Portland Club. Yeah. Randy had already sold more than 175 tickets for the next show yeah. when they kind of told him this. And so they understood, but he was like, yeah, I, I, I can't run shows there anymore. It's not enough. Like, no. So that's, and I guess the uh, Back Row Mafia, one of the guys there from, you know, the Limitless Fan. I think Alex, I'm pretty sure. uh, Hooked him up with this place in Falmouth, which, quite frankly, I like better because I hated Yarmouth. Yarmouth, thank you. (laughs) I hated the parking at the Portland Club because I thought it sucked. And I get, but Randy said some fans got vehicles towed last time as well. Well, Yeah, which surprises me because it's pretty much free parking at that hospital lot after six I think yeah, but none of it's convenient you know like in the venue you had the low ceilings yeah. you had those posts and you know I mean I, I was there for a couple of shows and it's it's fine for what it is but when you have 300 people in there it's just not enough room no I hear you it's pretty yeah. uncomfortable um, so this new venue here in, in Yarmouth yeah it's actually much closer to my house uh, he says it's 12 minutes up the road, but for me, it saves me almost 20 minutes of driving. That's pretty good. It saves and, me about 10. Yeah, and I don't have to go downtown Portland at all. And it's funny because where I live in Gardner, it's 35 minutes to this venue in Yarmouth. It's 34 minutes to the Fairfield Community Center. Yeah. In Fairfield, so... It's not I'm bad at all. That. Yeah. But anyhow, so... The American Legion Hall here in, in Orono, I, I witnessed one of the greatest matches I've ever seen live uh, almost four years ago this January in Chris Hero versus Zack Sabre Jr., which I, I, I still am in disbelief that we got that match in that venue, and they didn't phone it in. They didn't go through the motions. They put on a hell of a match. Yeah. They were like 25 minutes, and they put on a fantastic match. So, anyhow... That being said... Plus, tickets were only, like... Were they still 10 and 12 then? Or were they a little bit more? I think we paid 15 bucks for front row. Oh, okay. Or or something like that. Maybe 12. I I felt like I way underpaid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. I felt like I way underpaid. But anyways, tonight in... uh, As Chris Hero called it, Orano, we got a good card of wrestling. And uh, go ahead, Mike. You got the card there. Yeah, so... One of these matches, um, I'm very curious to see how it goes. It's 
uh, Alexander Lee and Kennedy Copeland. So I believe this is their first tag match. Yes, I believe it's their first match as a team in the ring that I'm aware of. Yeah. Um, versus CJ Cruz and Ricky Archer, which are two students of the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. Oh, okay. All right. I wasn't sure. You, you're a lot more familiar with, with that than I am. So I, 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 CJ Cruz. Yeah, I don't think I'm familiar with either one of those two guys. I don't know if I've seen them. CJ Cruz is definitely one on the rise. Um, he's had some pretty good matches that I've really enjoyed. He had the street fight with um, Alec Price that was pretty awesome. Okay. Um, I enjoy him a lot. He oh, does a lot yes. of chaotic. I have seen him up at Limitless. Yeah. It just took me a minute to remember, but yeah. Him and Alex Price had a decent match at the uh, Great and Glow, I believe. The Roller oh, Derby yes. Show. That's yes. right. He was at the Roller Derby yes. Show, but yes. I didn't go to it. Um, yes, but he's a very up-and-coming wrestler that I really like. Um, Ricky Archer I haven't seen before, but I've heard a lot of good things about him. Yep. He's a um, very new standout as well from the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. Yep. Um, however, though, I expect Kenny Copeland and Alexander Lee to win. Oh, absolutely. Um, the reason for that is they already have that chemistry. Yep. Even though they haven't teamed before, but they know each other very well, um, in and out of the ring. I and haven't seen Kennedy Copeland wrestle in quite a while, but was she not in a scramble match at the Portland Club for Limitless? She was. She okay. was in the first ever all-female scramble match at Which, Limitless Wrestling. In two weeks down in uh, Falmouth, uh, Yarmouth. they're going to be having the second one. Yeah, so that would be really awesome, but I also think they're going to win because they'll do whatever it takes to win at yep. At all costs, whether it's legal or illegal. So, do you, I don't know if you realize this, Nard, if you thought, I've been watching Alexander Lee Russell for 15 years and made them. Yeah, I mean, he's, that's the other thing, too. You know, he's got a lot of veteran experience. Yeah. So, just him alone, he's wrestled longer than CJ Cruz and Ricky Archer combined. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, experience, I think, will definitely yeah. um, play into a factor as well. So, next up. Uh, we got a single showdown between Perry Von Vicious and Doug Weiser of the Dirty Drifters. Now, I've, I've seen the Dirty Drifters uh, stuff online. I haven't seen them in person. Are they uh, they're out of the Limitless Dojo? Are they? they are. They're out of the Limitless Dojo. And Perry Von Vicious, I believe, is out of Western Mass, I believe. Okay. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Um, Doug Weiser definitely has a lot of heart. Um, he definitely... You know, I expect him to definitely put up a fight. Um, he has nothing left to lose, literally. Um, however, though, I think Perry Von Vicious is going to win this. Okay. That's my prediction. I don't have a horse in the race. I can't really tell you. Uh, I am looking forward to finally seeing uh, this Doug Weiser guy live, just based on what I've heard. So. Yeah, so next... And Perry Von Vicious. Yeah, so the next match, we have a trios match. We have Team Stigma, which is Eric Johnson, Brandino Davis... And debuting for Let's Wrestle is Malik Logan. Okay, and I've seen him before. Yeah, he wrestles for IWE. Yeah. Um, and then they're facing Team of the Syndicate, which is Owen Brody, B.A. Tatum, and Murdoch. It should, be, it should be a pretty stiff match. Yeah, I'm expecting it to be a pretty stiff match, yeah, yeah. Um, potentially going all over the Legion Hall. Yeah. Um, I think my prediction on this is I'm I'm going with the syndicate on this. I would go with the syndicate as well because even though uh, Jive and Jimmy there and Brandino have been, have been teaming quite well together as of late, and plus they're the Let's Wrestle Tag Team Champions, right? Let's yes. not forget about that. 
uh, forget about that. However, the syndicate have been together longer as a trio yeah. than, you know, Jimmy and Brandino Davis have, have been with uh, Malik Yeah. And, I mean, they're the type of team, too, that they're willing to do whatever it takes to get the W. So, and they're not going to – and I can't see them losing back-to-back shows either, so. And if the Syndicate gets a win, you know that's going to put them in title contention for those tag team titles. Right. Absolutely. So, um, so next match, we have a singles match with the first-ever Let's Wrestle champion, Davian. Yeah. Uh, versus Brett Ryan Goslin. So Brett Ryan Goslin, he made his return recently yes. in the past couple shows. Yeah. Um, so he's got a little bit of momentum. Um, and you have Davian too, who's you know the Let's Wrestle Limitless Wrestling veteran. Yeah. So I'm going with Davian on this one. Personally, it's, it's going to be close for me. I, I, I feel like I, I feel like Brett Ryan Goslin's going to get the win on this one. Okay. I do. Would you consider that an upset? I would. Yeah. Yeah, I can see, but I think you know, Davian just coming off, you know, uh, let's face it, she won the title last January. She got what one retain? Uh, she retained it the first time. Yeah, uh, lost it to Calvin Strange. Second time. Had not much of a, uh, a winning streak since then. Kind of focused on being a tag team wrestler and partnering with Sierra. Yeah, she got that was so vicious. I, I wasn't there live for. Her injury there on that poison rana, but it just it, it, I saw the video and you know they, they put it out there because she gave the nod for it because she was okay, but yeah, man, that just looked bad. So I just I don't know. If Davian, I mean, Davian definitely needs the win to get back on track. Yeah, I agree. She definitely needs this, the win on this one, and I don't think she's gonna put up with losing again. So I just I don't think she has the momentum behind her right now. And, We'll see. So we next match we have a first time ever matchup with another uh, limitless wrestling JoJo student, Mac Daniels. You know, Mac Daniels has the look and build of a guy that's gonna make it. Yeah. You know, just just you look at him and he looks like he quote unquote looks like a professional wrestler. He looks like money. Yeah, he does. He really does. So let's just see. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Like he reminds me a lot of like Hurricane John Walters. Okay. You know, and, and look and and, and uh I think that's the first time I've ever heard that comparison, but I like it. Well, but he, that's what he looked. You know what I mean? That's that. When I saw him, that's kind of the first other guy I thought of is just like Hurricane John Walters, and it's just like I really want to see what Mac Daniels can do in the ring. Uh, a part of me feels like, well, if he was really doing that good, he would have shown up at Limitless by now. You know what I mean? I don't think he's far off. Well, I, I think we can definitely see him in Limitless soon. I don't think he is far off, and I think when he hits Limitless, he's going to hit in a big way. And quite frankly, he has the look and potential to be a great challenger for Anthony Green in Limitless Wrestling Championship. Yeah. But what I've heard a lot lately, listening to the Arn Ar- Anderson's new podcast, and I've even heard it on, on uh, Eric Bischoff's and, and Jim Ross and everything, and Bruce Pritchard's, that just somehow this all came up recently, which was they're talking about Lex Luger. And all of them say Lex Luger made a career out of having potential. Yeah. What he could do in the ring. Not so much what he did do in the ring. Okay. Well, he's facing Scott Wilde, who definitely has the veteran experience over him. Limitless Wrestling Original. Yeah. Um, Keep that in mind. So who do you think is going to win this match? Well, Scott Wilde's the veteran. Mac Daniels is the uh, the up-and-comer with some momentum behind him. It's going to be a close contest, but... 
I'm going to give the nod to Mac Daniels on this one. I think so, too. I'm going with Mac Daniels as well. Um, I think this will definitely potentially could be the match of the night. I'm going to say it right now. I I think it's going to steal the show, so. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, So next match, we have a triple threat match. Yeah. And this one's interesting. Um, We have Ava Everett versus Angel Sinclair who obviously know each other very well. They are the Platinum Honeys. Versus Masha Slamovich, who made her Let's Wrestle debut on the last show. Now, what I find interesting is, is Masha Slamovich, which I've seen I've seen some of her stuff online, debuting for Let's Wrestle last time. She's coming back here, and we're going to see her again in two weeks at Limitless. Yes. So she's definitely the smallest competitor in the match, um, but I also think she's the most technical and... You know, I think she's her style is. I think it's gonna outweigh you know being outsized by both her opponents. I think she has of the three women in the ring tonight. I think she has the most skill. You know what I mean? I think she has the most in-ring skill of the three, which will help her. And I wonder if we're gonna see some tension between the honeys tonight. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking that we could see some potential tension between Ava and Angel. So. We'll see there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, with these type of matches, you never know who's going to win. Anyone could come out of nowhere with yeah. a quick, you know, pinfall with someone being distracted. So, because you have to worry about two other competitors in the match rather than a one-on-one match exactly. where you only have to focus on one person. So, really, any one of these three could win. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. You know, on a side note, to step away from the wrestling chat for a minute, we're headed north here. And the foliage is beautiful right now. Yeah. I'm just driving down the interstate and looking around, and it's lots of beautiful yellows and greens, and not greens, but yellows and reds and oranges. And the other thing that's kind of confusing is uh, sometimes it's <laughs> all throughout this podcast, it's been raining. We've yep. seen some quick sun and then rain again. And yeah, the dark clouds. The weather's definitely been not been the best. I mean, it's 5 o'clock, so it's getting dark anyways, but we've seen blue skies, dark clouds, rain, no rain, sun's out, sun's away. Yeah. Um, next up. So the next match we have is we have the main state posse with Danger Kid and Aiden Agro versus Shannon Thomas and Alec Price. So this match I'm really curious about as well. So it's the first time pairing of Shannon Thomas and Alec Price, yeah. um, which honestly, they're two of the probably two of the top five up and comers in my top five, at least, yeah. for New England right now, yeah, Alec, to watch out for. Alec Price, I gotta say. I, I've He's only 20 him. years old. Yeah, I, I've seen him a, a few times, a couple of times. Yep. And i uh, real impressed with him. Uh, the last time I saw him was at uh, PWE in Fairfield. Yep. And he had a hell of a match that night. Yep. Um, yeah, he's definitely a good up and cover. I didn't realize he was only 20, but... Yeah, I believe he's, he's um, 20, 21. He's pretty young. Wow. Um, Shannon Thomas, too, he debuted for Limitless Wrestling recently, too, as well. Yep. At uh, Vacation Land Cup, so... Okay. But, yeah, I definitely see a lot with Alec Price coming out in the future. He's definitely got to watch it on the rise. However, Bain State Posse, or Bain State Posse, just, you know, four years ago was, was Alec Price and Jamie Thomas, you know, guys to watch on the rise. Yeah. And how how much better the Posse's gone in the last four years and how much how much the demand for them has increased. Yeah. As well as how well they perform as a team together. you got to go Bain State Posse all the way on this. Right. They definitely have the experience factor. They have the momentum winning their big match. Um at the Portland uh, Expo yeah. 
uh, for Limitless in the main stage street fight. Yeah, I guess Alexander Lee and Brandon Yeah. But yeah, I mean, one thing too that um, Shannon Thomas and Alec Price have is one thing that works with them is no one's ever seen them as a team before. There's nothing to view on them. You can't study about them and see. They don't have any footage you can study of them teaming together. So you can't really prepare for anything. So. Uh But I'm I'm thinking the experience is going to outweigh them in this case. Yeah. Um, But I also wouldn't be surprised too if Shannon Thomas and Alec Price won either out of nowhere. So. Well, sometimes, you know, and if, if Mainstay Posse is resting on their laurels and thinking they're going to coast through this match, you know, they could get caught looking, if you will. Right, that's the thing, too. So, um, finally, we got the main event. We have the Let's Wrestle Championship. We have Calvin Strange versus Mike McCarthy, the master. So, Calvin Strange, he's, he's definitely had some wins that he's squeaked by. Yeah. Um, I think Masshole is definitely going to bring it to him. Yep. Wasn't on the last show, I believe. I think he's been away from Let's Wrestle for a little bit now. Um, but I'm expecting, you know, Masshole to be a heavy hitter in this. Um, Calvin Strange definitely has the technical advantage. Um, and he might even have the stamina advantage, too, in all honesty. Um, who do you think is going to win this? Well, see, that's a tough one. I mean, this is not McCarthy's first shot at the title either. No, it's not. Um, he challenged ABN for the title in the past as well. And right. I gotta say, I've always enjoyed McCarthy. I've always enjoyed his character and who he is and everything. I can't stand the pick in the nose thing, though. I just, I just want to see him go in there and wrestle. Like we saw him back in the Boston Pro Wrestling Marathon back in 2015, which is crazy to think that was two. Excuse me, 2015 now. Yeah. So we saw him back then. You know, like he was in that match teaming with Guido. Yeah. And against, uh. Crap. Is it Brandon Locke? No, no. It was almost like we had all ECW guys and, and like, McCarthy. And so wasn't it Tony Mamaluke then? Guido. Guido against Mike McCarthy and someone else. I thought it was Brandon Locke, but maybe not. But, anyways. It might have been. All I know is, is that Mike McCarthy fit right in. Yeah. And. He looked great in that match, and he's looked great in a lot of matches I've seen him since. And I enjoy him as a wrestler. Like I think said. he's, I think he's wrestling some of the best wrestling he's had in a long time. Yeah. So I think he definitely has, uh, you know, he knows that he's ready to step up to the next level. Yeah. He's another guy I could easily see wrestling in Limitless. Yeah. Um, so I think Mike McCarthy, in all honesty, I think. I can see him winning this match because he had. I think so because he has the experience from the last match. He knows, you know, what he needs to do to kind of change his game plan. Um, I think you're not going to see, you know, him picking his nose and, you know, some of the characteristics that you usually see from him. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be locked in and focused and ready to go all out in this. You know, so. I'm all about comedy and wrestling. I get it. I'm fine with it. I like all different flavors of wrestling as uh, Mike Quackenbush says. But uh, I just, I don't know. I'm still an old school traditionalist, I guess. And when you're having, you know, the big title match, I want to see a wrestling match. I want to see a good wrestling match. Yeah. Um, there's one other match that's uh, on the card tonight that wasn't on that list that I sent you. And it's the, uh, the Battle Royal. I was just thinking that, that there's a Battle Royal tonight. Yeah, and so, who's in, who's in that, technically? 
Okay, so I was listening to the podcast today, and I, I don't know who's going to be in it as far as, like, if it's going to be everyone on the card. Okay. But Randy did say it's going to be a 20-man battle royal, 20-person battle royal. Awesome. And there's going to be a lot of the dojo students in it. There's going to be, like, a lot of times you'll have people, like, that ride up in the car with others. Yeah. Like, McCarthy's coming up from Massachusetts with maybe, you know, or the guys from the League of Wrestling Academy that are coming up. Okay. Maybe there's going to be a couple other guys in the car with them that just rode up, you know, for, to, to go to wrestling for tonight and put their name out there. And, you know what I mean? Like, they'll have an opportunity to be on the, you know, to, to be in the match. Right. The winner of this battle royal earns a spot... Not the one spot, not the 30 spot, but earns a spot in the Let's Wrestle Rumble in January. Okay. Now, this Battle Royal is the inaugural Battle Royal, and I apologize. I don't remember the fan's name. It was Gordon something, I believe. Gordon Stewart. Gordon Stewart, thank you. Yep. I passed away tragically in a car accident, and someone that was kind of close to, as far as Randy's known for a long time, the gentleman's always supported. He'd always be front row nor now. And other local shows, other companies too. Anywhere like in Central Maine, like over and over or Fairfield, anything like that. Yeah. In that area, he was always at all the shows. Rather be Limitless, IWE, GIW, Pro Wrestling Takeover, New Wrestling Horizons. I mean, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, he always was at these shows, and um, you know, he's just a really like private fan, kind of like Mikey and I are. and so, like I said, he unexpectedly died in a car crash, you know, terribly. And, and so, on the way to Let's Wrestle. On the way to the show, yeah. Which is so crazy. They're doing this inaugural battle royal in his name. And I think it's a great way to show tribute to someone and show appreciation towards those, those uh, you know, diehard fans. So is there someone you would like to see in that battle royal tonight that's not necessarily advertised that you can think of? I wonder if we might see Johnny Torres in it. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool to see Johnny Torres in it. Um, you know, I'm surprised if something like D.L. Hurst isn't on the show tonight. That kind of surprises me. Well, Beyond Wrestling's going on. I'm not sure if he's wrestling on Beyond or helping out oh, Beyond with Beyond. Beyond. The show tonight. Yeah, they're in New Jersey. I'm surprised Anthony Green's not advertised tonight. I mean, yeah, he has yeah. evolved. Oh, he's got evolved this weekend. He's got evolved this weekend. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so I think some guys that I, I think you're gonna see in it that I can see, yeah, winning it that aren't advertised. I think you'll see Frank Yeager in it. I think he's oh, one. Frank to, Yeager. Yeah. Frank yeah. Yeager. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of hoping to see. I haven't seen him in a while. I know he's been a little injured, but uh, Antoine Nicholas. Oh, you know who's advertised for today? It's freaking Rob Marsh. Is he really? He was advertised tonight initially a while ago because I don't know if he still is or something happened, but I remember being advertised because I remember right about now I want to see a death match in order. Yeah. So I don't know if Rob Marsh is going to be there tonight, but I, he had been advertised at one point. Yeah. But Battle Royals are the best. Oh, Antoine Nicholas. Is that why you haven't seen him? He's been injured? I, the yes. You know, fucking guy? Yes. I know he's had some injuries, but I believe he's fine now, so... Um, but yeah, it should be a really good show. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I like these low key shows. Um, you know, Limitless. It's nice to see tons of people and yeah. a huge crowds. Yep. But this, you know, it will be a lot more intimate compared to that. Yep. Probably be like what around 150 people, maybe. Probably yeah. Somewhere's around that ballpark. You know, and I'm not belittling Let's Russell, but Let's Russell could do the Portland Club. That'd be a good venue for them. 
That's a payout. It would be a good venue for them because uh, of that, that new maximum capacity now. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so, anywho, that's the card. I think it'll be fun. I know Randy mentioned that there's going to be uh, they go into details and dates or anything, but Les Russell's going to have a show in December as well. Nice. And then, of course, the January Let's Russell Rumble. Um, you know, uh, Limitless has a show in two weeks. That's my next show in two weeks at Limitless. Is that yours? Do you have something between now and then? That is my next show after okay. tonight. Yep. Now, we will be carpooling together so you don't get a, a on-the-road report, but I'll still do something. So I don't remember. I think I forgot this last time. I don't remember if I mentioned it or not. Did I mention I was going to AEW uh, in uh, yes. Boston <laughs> that I went ride, to it? On the ride, after we left the New Japan show, when we recorded on the way home, we brought that up. Yes. They, Which was a lot of fun, by the way. I, well, I wanted to talk about that here in a minute because we're going to talk about all the wrestling news lately. Yeah. But I wanted to bring this up. Uh, I was already starting on the blog posts yep. on the Insta Wrestling Insomniac uh, blog. And I was already starting on the blog post for today, which I started with my header on the stand. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But I did some research, and this is your 46th show of the year? I, I think 46, yeah. Yeah, no, it is. A little less than last year, but... Yeah. So this is my 20th show of the year, <laughs> which is still really good for me. So right, you have, plus with, you know, you work... Right. 40 hours, you have a wife and kids. Well, I'm single, that. FYI, and I'm, <laughs> I don't, don't have any kids that I know of, but... Well, let's be frank, up, up, up until September 9th, nice, Mikey. Uh, up until September 9th, I was working in dispatch, and I was yeah. working more like 60, 70 a week. Yeah. And the fact that I've been able to hit so many shows this year, I, I feel very fortunate. I feel very fortunate to hit all the shows we did. It did help we went to the WrestleMania weekend in April, and yeah. so... We hit all those indie shows, and that gave me a big bump there for, you know, wrestling events attended. Yeah. Uh, however, this is you and I's 17th show this year together. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Like, That's pretty sweet. Yeah, like, either... We didn't drive to Albany. Most of them, we met each other there. Right. But still, this is the 17th show you and I have gone to together. Yeah. Because when we go, we always make it a point to sit near each other, next to each other, and hang out, obviously. Yep. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> But um, I know for me, I got Limitless Wrestling in two weeks, so that'll be show 21. Yeah. And then I think Limitless is running in November. That's what I've heard. I've, I'm hearing rumors November 30th. Okay. I think that's either, I, I think that's, that's a Saturday this time. That is a Saturday, because December 1st is a Sunday, and I'm going to see Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, a live musical. Really? Yeah, yeah, down in Portland at some theater company. Uh, they're doing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, uh, taking me and my wife, her cousin, and our son, Wesley. He's four because he loves the movie Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Really? Yeah, and I like musicals. Oh, I like musicals, I too. Them. But yeah, so we're going to go see Chitty. It was like 20 bucks for front row. Yeah, that's not bad. And Wesley was $5, I think. Yeah. It was ridiculous. <laughs> um, oh, and also, I hope nothing is November 1st, because IWE is November 1st in Fairfield. However, I'm going to see Evil Dead the Musical up in Ordo. Oh, okay. With uh, my buddy John and, and cousin Johnny and everything. See, I won't be around for that, I know you won't. You're going to be down in Rhode Island. Yes. Because I asked you about going. Yeah. If you wanted to go see Evil Which, Dead by the way, I'm hoping, but I'm hearing rumors he's getting pulled, that I'm supposed to be meeting John Moxley that weekend. Finally. But supposedly he's getting removed from Rhode Island Comic Con. They just haven't announced it yet. So I'm really hoping that's untrue. 
But um, besides less, uh, excuse me, besides Limitless, I also have uh, the big time wrestling show in Lynn, but the ECW show. No, I want to go to that. I may just have to give you some money and a couple cards so you can sign <laughs> for me. Because I just, if I'm going to Evil Dead on Friday, I can't go down to Little on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and Evil Dead the Musical is, is, I've seen it before in 2013. It's amazing. I just, I want to see it again. Yeah. And I kind of already planned to do that with my friends before. This is where having the three kids and the wife and the job and everything kind of interfere with the <laughs> extracurricular activities. Right. So, I usually don't feel like I've missed out if I don't go to a show because I have to work or whatever and, and when I was watching AEW, I can't get over the number of people that went that I'm either friends with or colleagues with or internet friends with. Yeah. Like, I'm going on Twitter, and probably 20, 25 people I know, either I see at wrestling shows all the time or I've known or whatever, went to AEW. Yeah. Down in Boston. It was crazy. Yeah. That was so. definitely one of the best crowds I ever been to as well, in all honesty, for like a taped wrestling show. Um energetic as hell the whole night even for the dark matches too so did they have dark matches before the show they did um so usually i try to post like little scoops that you don't really see ahead of time but the wi-fi was so bad there like i had wi-fi for like five minutes and that's it okay but anyways um before the match it was um, live show you mean right yeah it was uh sunny kiss Okay. Versus the librarian Peter Avalon. Alright. Versus um, Kip Sabian. So, okay. so I've seen Sunny Kiss before multiple times, but yep. the other two I'd never seen before. Nice. So that was a fun little triple threat. Um, I don't know if I should spoil who won it, or well, people probably have seen it already. Yeah, just go ahead. Uh, Kip Sabian won that match. Nice. So that was good. Um, and then, so the main show happened. And main, then, go ahead. Uh, main show was pretty awesome i was pretty happy with it for the most part um and like i said the crowd wasn't dead at all the crowd was very into the show i don't know how it came off on tv crowd came across tv really really good okay that's good and uh, you got to see tully blanchard got to see tully blanchard i was actually really close to to the commentary table too so that was kind of cool to be not far from uh tony shivani and jr and excalibur together on week one of AEW. They came on, and it was Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross and Excalibur. I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, and to hear Tony Schiavone say, you know, TNT and everything like that, it was just like, okay, my childhood's back. And to hear Tony and Jim together was crazy because I guess they called Halloween Havoc 91 together. But for the most part, you think of them as being the Monday Night Wars. Right. The voice of one show, the voice of the other show. Yeah. And then you have Excalibur, who's the voice of PWG. Right. And for him, I mean, how geeked out must he have been to be on the show with basically, like, the voices of our childhood. Right. Call of Wrestling with them. And the three of them work well together. I agree. I think this is the pairing that I was happy about. I know some people will shit on JR saying that he doesn't have it but I think this this pairing this trio yep. meshes really well together and I think they all complement each other really well see I can't really figure out who's lead commentator because it seems like they take turns when necessary like when you have like say the young bucks in there yeah. and they have their high 
fast-paced offense, Excalibur's calling that match. Yeah. Because he's used to it, all the moves, everything like that, you know? Yeah. And then when you have guys like Cody Rhodes in there, you have Jim Ross calling that action. And right. Tony Schiavone's just doing whatever. What, what did, uh... I think they're really working their strengths. Oh, I yeah. Think. I think it's great. I think they're meshing well together, the three of them. Yeah. I think they know that, you know, hey, on this match, this, this commentator's going to know a lot more. Like, obviously, you're not going to have JR be the lead person on, you know, the, the real match. Because he doesn't right. know the most about Joshi wrestling. Right. And about exactly. the competitors in that match. Right. So, I think they're just really working the strengths of the commentators, so. Which I think is excellent. Um, and then, after the show, they did two more dark matches. Um, tell me the results, but I know one was uh, Kenny Omega and Joey uh, Joey, uh, Joey, Joey Janela, which is, once you see it, you're going to be like, holy fuck, I can't believe they did that as yeah. like a dark match. Um, and then the other match was um, Dark Order yeah. and the Hybrid 2, which is Angelico and Jack Evans. Oh, nice. Versus SCU and Shima. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that was a pretty pretty neat too. Um, a lot of those competitors I have never seen live. I yeah. think I only had seen half those competitors live. So I didn't see the Dark Order live until C four a couple I, weeks back. Yeah, I've never seen them live before that. I've only seen Evil Uno before once and beyond against yeah. Picky Sanchez. I've seen SCU a couple of times. Yeah. Well, we I saw, mean, Christ, we saw Daniels in friggin' Fairfield. Yeah, exactly. I saw Daniels in Fairfield. It's just mind-boggling. We saw Daniels in Kazarian at the Boston Pro Wrestling Marathon. Yeah. And then we saw Scorpio Sky and them at Beyond and the Super Show. And yep. Everywhere. Yeah. And New York weekend. They seem to be everywhere there. Yeah. I've never seen Sima Ion. I've never seen... No, not Sima Ion. Sima Ion. Shima. Shima. Yeah. Or uh, Angelico or Jack, uh, Jack Evans. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they, I definitely hope that they come back. Um, that's a really nice arena, by the way. I think uh, you mentioned you went there, what, like 15 years ago uh, for wrestling? 2006, 2005 or 2006, I think it was. Yeah. I went there for a WWF house show, WWE house show. Yeah. Uh, main event was a steel cage of uh, Randy Orton and Batista against Ric Flair and Triple H. Ric Flair got busted open. Blood like stuck pig was fantastic. Yep. Also on the card, we got uh, Muhammad Hassan against Chris Benoit. We got, uh, I feel like it was it was Shawn Michaels against, not Dolph Ziggler. I don't think that Jericho? was. Jericho? No, Jericho was on the show, but Shawn Michaels was against. Is it Shelton Benjamin? Is, is John Morrison lined up? I'm trying to think of who he wrestled. I can't imagine he was... Was back then, was John Morrison tag champs with The Miz? I don't know, but I know Shawn Michaels won. Yeah. I just can't... I, I have the results in my phone. It's going to drive me crazy. I'll look it up when we get to the venue and when we ride uh, on the drive home when we give you our afterthoughts, I'm going to bring it up. But anyways, it was a great show. Um, Superstar Billy Graham made a special appearance and just cut a promo from ringside. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't hating him then. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was that, it, that was a great venue, you know. I mean, we were third row on the floor. Yeah. Um, it was a really nice venue, you know. It was just, yeah, it was cool. So that's when I went there. And right after that, right down the road at the Martins and Noble, 
uh, Triple H was doing a book signing for his new workout book. So that's when I met Triple H, got my picture taken with him. He was only signing the book, but they did photos and everything. That's so cool, though. Yeah, the, the way they did the photos was cool. He sat at the table, but they, they taped a spot on the floor. And they're like, you stand on the X, so that way you're in frame. And yeah. they have the person there take your photo with your device. Yeah. And uh, you can either lean in or kneel down or whatever it is. That's but, smart. Yeah, and they, they knew what they were doing. Because yeah. that was fast and efficient, and Triple H was cool. And he got busted open the cage match as well, so his head was bandaged up. You know, old school style. Yeah. Yeah. So that was awesome. Nice. But, uh, God, look, I can pour buckets here at one point. <laughs> um, but, no, we've had so much wrestling lately with uh, AEW debuting, you know, the new Friday Night SmackDown, Monday Night Raw, obviously, NXT on Wednesday nights on the USA Network. What um, the big new debut show that you haven't watched yet, but I did, NWA Power. Yeah, so... It's gotten a lot of really good reception, um, and I actually heard recently too that they ha- get more views now. They surpassed more views than MLW, yes. which I think that's interesting. Yes, because okay. um, I I feel like MLW is like a bigger machine than NWA Power. But MLW seems to be fading. It does. Because people seem to forget. Tony Schiavone's on AEW. It's like, oh my God, we haven't seen Tony Schiavone calling wrestling in, you know, 18 years. This is amazing, da-da-da. He's been calling MLW for like a year? Yeah. And obviously he's not doing that anymore. No. But, um, okay, so NWA Power, hour-long show. They, they broadcast it for the first time at 6.05 on Tuesday night, which is hilarious. Yeah. Then you can watch it on demand after that, and then on, so I think it's on Fight TV on Saturdays, I think, as well, or some online. Yeah. I'm sorry, I got hiccups all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, but you can watch it on their YouTube or on their Facebook. I watched it on YouTube. It okay. was a good, solid hour of wrestling. Yeah, so I know, like, a lot of, like, the spoilers, because I read them weeks ahead of time, but I'm the type of person where, even though I know what happens, I still like to watch it firsthand, just Same to see here. how yep. the matches actually went, and how uh, people look. It's legit 60 minutes. There's no commercials. They do cut away and they come back. But, like, when they go to a commercial, they go to a commercial for, like... Uh, 30 seconds? Well, they, okay, so Austin Idol had a paid advertisement for his wrestling school. Okay, I heard about so that. that's hilarious. <laughs> but, like, it's for, like, oh, the 10 pounds of gold DVD or go online to buy the new NWA t-shirt or yeah. that or whatever. But, like, the, the Dawkins does the theme song. It's awesome. Um, there's no interest music for the wrestlers. Really? Nope, because basically the wrestlers, they're in the ring. Yeah. Like, they go, let's go to the ring you know, for, for the next bout or whatever. And they cut to the ring, and all the wrestlers are already in the ring. And they do the thing where they put their names up on the screen like they used to. Yeah. It's the studio wrestling. Like, if you go on the WWE Network and go to the NWA show or Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling. Yep. Or the WCW show, and you watch that studio wrestling from Georgia... That's what it is. That's that's good shit. I like that I mean, a lot. It's, they got the flags. They got the ring. Uh, obviously, they got the ring. But I mean, they got the flags up. They have the, you know, the fans and the risers this time. Yeah. So. And they have the uh, the set where they have the two commentators, with Jim Ross and this other guy. I'm not you mean Ross, Jim, Jim Cornette. Cornette and this other guy. I can't think of who it is. But he did a great. They did a great job together. And then. Uh, 
the guy from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Oh, Dave Marquez. Dave Marquez is doing like the the he's the stick man for the interviews and everything. Yeah. And they do the interviews out there at the podium. They got the you know action. It's 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 the old style studio wrestling. Yeah. So when the when the baby faces the heels come out, you're hearing the fans' reaction. Yeah. And they got a great audience in there for that first show for the, that first set of tapings. Because they were lively, they were loud, they were into it. Yeah. It was fun. It was old school, but with like a new school flavor to it. Yeah. But it was excellent. I really enjoyed it. And I'm, 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 I'm anxious to watch it. I hope they do really well. I think them being on free to start on yeah. YouTube and Fight TV is going to really be a big yeah. big deal for them. Because a lot of people, a lot of people are really excited just about wrestling in general right now. Yeah. So I think there's people that... They don't mind watching wrestling every single day. That, so in that first show, we got a lot of we got a lot of matches in that first hour. I mean, when you and some great promos. I mean, we had uh, Eli Drake yep. cut a very old school Steve Austin esque promo. Okay, uh, I think he wrestled Caleb Conley. Yeah, I he, know one of them. They had a great match. They had a really good match. Uh, yeah, main event of the first show is Tim Storm versus. Um, Nick Aldis for the world title. Yep. Good match. Yep. I think it's the best match of their trio. Okay. And Tim Storm cut a promo from ringside, like standing next to the ring. Yep. Instead of at the podium or whatever. Yep. That was so good and so powerful. I mean, it was a damn good promo. Yep. It was excellent. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to next week's episode. So this is kind of off topic, but before we started recording this, I was telling you about how much wrestling I have not watched. Yes. It's a ridiculous list that I haven't watched. Yep. So I think there's got to be at least like, there's got to be at least like 10 hours of wrestling I'm behind on. It's insane. Well, see, I don't watch every single show because I just can't. I can't keep up with it. No. And life and schoolwork and and you know I watch other shows from my other podcast. What did you watch this week? Which I can't be just about wrestling, right? Um, See, but I don't even watch any other shows, right? So that's so I can understand where you're coming from. A lot of times, what I do is I wait for you to watch like Uncharted Territory, and then you message me. You're like, you need to watch Chris Stapp versus Nick Gage from Uncharted Territory. Holy shit, was that good? Yeah. Which, by the way. You haven't watched it yet? Right, that's the other thing. You I need to even... watch Chris Stapp versus Nick Gage much of the damn time. Oh, I'm sure it's not. That was sure a damn good match. I'm sure it's fucking insane. That was a damn good match. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely, uh, you know, hope I need to designate some time to watch, like, hours of wrestling. Yeah. Um, probably tomorrow night will probably be that for me, because... Yeah. Um, I'm watch, I'm working my other job tomorrow. So. WWE alone every week. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, uh, 205 Live, and NXT UK. Was that 10 hours right there? Three, uh, just two, about. Two, two, three, two, two, two. No, it's nine hours. Two, four, six. Two, two, two. Yeah, that's nine hours right there. NWA makes it 10 hours. And that doesn't even include, like, stuff that they put on the network no, that's, that's new every that, week. That's just the TV show. Right. But, like, at NXT, um, NWA that makes ten hours. AEW that's twelve hours. Uh, New Japan, if you if you watch the New Japan show on Saturday, that's an hour. Yeah. Women's of Wrestling's an hour. Yeah. Ring of Honor's an hour. There's Impact's two hours. hours. Impact's two hours. You know, there's fifteen hours. MLW's how long? An hour. Yeah. So I mean, there's sixteen hours. <laughs> oh, plus uh, beyond, there's two. Right. There's eighteen hours of weekly wrestling on every single week. 
which is insane. When I was a kid, there was like four, you know? Right. But like, no, there's 18 hours of new wrestling on every single week right now. Plus, you have things like GCW running a two-hour show. Uh, Jane, you, know, uh, you know, Beyond running like another show today. King of Trios was last weekend. So if you have IWTV, you have all of those shows you can watch as well. If you have, uh, I have New Japan World. Yeah. Which, quite frankly, they they haven't had a lot. Like they had the G1 tournament. Yeah. Where they had like a three-hour, two-and-a-half-hour show like every day almost for like a month and a half. Felt like, or you know, good, good six to six weeks. But they really, since the uh, the Fighting Spirit Tour we had, they haven't had any more. Yeah. The next one is King of Pro Wrestling, which is this Monday morning at 4 a.m. I'm off Monday because it's the holiday, and May is the Indigenous People's Day. So, um, at first I was like, I'm going to have it at 4 a.m. and watch it live, and now I think I'm just going to get up at like 7 a.m. when it's over. Yeah. And watch it from that point. But I'll be watching that because we got Keisha, uh, Jushi Liger against Minoru Suzuki in a grudge match. Which basically and supposedly it's going to be his last New Japan match, Minoru Suzuki, by yes, the way. Yes, that's the rumor. And also the other rumor is the president of New Japan is leaving the promotion. Yes. Uh, Harold uh, Maija. I, I know he's he's from the UK, right? Or is he American? Well, he's, he's, yes, he's he's got UK. He kind of grew up in Japan. Okay. But he is originally, you know, he was born his parents and he was born in the UK. Yeah. And this is completely... One thing I just found out about like this morning too, but I haven't had time. Apparently, this weekend only High Spots Network is for free. Yes, I saw that as well. Don't message us Monday and ask us to extend the trial or some shit like that. They roasted me. Yeah, so I gotta go online and watch High Spots now. I don't have time for all this, Mikey. This is what I honestly, and you're gonna, I'm gonna surprise you. The number one thing I really want to watch on High Spots Network right now. Yeah. Is five dollar wrestling with Joe, Joey Janela? Joey Janela against that um, Brent Hardy or something like. that. I can't think of his. Uh, Jeff Hart. Jeff Hart. Jeff Hart. Hart. I knew it was a combination of a Hart and, and a he Hart. calls Joey Janela Joey Janelli. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This week's uh, uh, Colt released a podcast on his feed this week, which was behind the scenes of five dollar wrestling. I don't know if it was that show or not. Oh, and that's the other thing. Podcasts. So many hours of podcasts. I, I can't keep up on podcasts anymore. I mean, just think of this other content. AEW has AEW After Dark on Tuesdays. There's yet another hour of wrestling. It's gotten to the point that Conrad has a podcast every fucking day of the week, he's, almost. Oh, except got, for weekends. He's got Eric Bischoff, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, Arn Anderson, and Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. Literally, Monday through Friday, he has a new podcast every day. Right. How does he even do mortgages anymore? <laughs> You know? Oh, and I did I did listen to, uh, I think it was him on Tony's show. Yeah. And they had Cody Rhodes. They called up Cody to talk to him about Tony because they did a special one of Tony's episode of him doing, like, you know, AEW or whatever. Okay. And it was really good, actually. And Cody's talking to me. He's like, are you sure you don't work for us? Because, like, I see your name. He's talking to Conrad. Oh, he's front row of the DB show. And he goes, I, I see your name, like, on, like, official, like, documents. Of like paperwork going around and your name's on it And I'm like, does he work for us now officially? And I know we've asked you and you keep saying no But just hire someone else to do the mortgage stuff I mean <laughs> And it's just hilarious Because he's like, well, he goes When I picked up my credential for the show My name was on it He goes, and I almost tweeted a picture of it I said, nah, I better not do that <laughs> And Cody goes, wait 
had your name printed on credentials? He's like, yeah. He's like, you could basically get into any show now. And Conrad's like, I could? <laughs> so I just, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of wrestling. Not that I hate wrestling by any means. It's just, it's a lot of wrestling. I agree. Anyhow, um, yeah, I guess that wraps up uh, the ride down. We'll uh, pick this up uh, on the ride home after the show. We'll let you know what we thought about it then. Post-show drive home time. It's uh, about 20 minutes of 11. Lance Russell got over quite a while ago, actually. We hung out for a good length of time after the show. Probably about... Half hour? Half hour. Yeah. Yeah. And then we stopped at the old Circle K to fuel up our bodies, not Vanna. And now we're uh, southbound here for a little bit, passing Dysart. So, um, fun show tonight. Good crowd. But I'm not surprised. Good crowd. Yeah, very, very... I mean, yeah, it was... You mean good, like, number-wise or, or response-wise? Um, I would say number-wise. Yeah. So... Um, but yeah, it was a really good show. Um, definitely seen some character development with some storylines yeah. uh, for the next show. Yeah, they we'll go over that. They definitely plug the next show quite a bit as far as uh, upcoming matches and everything for it. Yeah, I made a lot of notes on the show. I don't know if I'm going to remember what order everything was in um, because I'm not looking at my notes because we're driving down the road. Uh, but the opening match was opening match was Perry Von Vicious, um, and this was interesting because I he did not have Tomahawk with him. I believe this is his first yeah. singles match. I think for Let's Wrestle, yeah. I was trying to think of that versus Doug Weiser of the Dirty Drifters. Um, I thought Perry Von Vicious has a good look. Yeah, I like yeah. I, I like Perry Von Vicious's look. Um, Big guy, tall, like I said, good look, all black gear. Yeah, I definitely give him a lot of credit. Um, I think he's definitely, he's a pretty solid worker. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing him way back during the day in Fairfield. Um, uh, like you said, he had the money suit. He had the money suit, yeah. yes. So I used to call him Mr. Money, but um, he's he's definitely making it a name for himself, and that's Russell, rightfully so. He, um... He jumped the, the bell, beat up all three guys at first. And I don't know, the, the, the guy he threw over the top rope, the little guy with that. Oh, Doug? Uh, Ike? Ike, yeah, 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 yeah. He press-slammed him onto the other guys. Yeah. And typically when you see that happen, I remember thinking this and watching it. I'm like, I wonder if he's going to throw him over the other two, because that seems to happen a lot during this spot. And he didn't. He no. hit, uh, hit him square, so that was good. Yeah, so a lot of people definitely thought that right off the bat that it was probably going to be a squash match based off of the start of it. Yeah. Uh, but Doug Weiser, you know, like I mentioned, he had a little, he had some heart. He knew he wasn't going to go down easy if he were to go down. He showed good baby face fire. Yep. And all of a sudden, you know, out of nowhere, you know, the Dirty Drifters tried to distract Perry Von Vicious a little bit. And it cost him in the end. Yeah, he had him up for like a razor's edge or a splash mountain or whatever you want to call that. Uh, Pazuzu bomb type positioning and uh, Dougie Weiser there reversed into the sunset flip roll up basically. Yeah, and got the surprising win. And yeah. Nice, you know, his first win, singles win, I oh, should that say. was. His first singles win. Oh, so, nice. So, yeah, so that was a big surprise right off the bat. So yeah. that definitely got the crowd going. The crowd popped pretty big for that one. Yeah, and then the next uh, match, right before the next match, um, Johnny Torres, the commissioner of Let's Wrestle, came out 
and uh, introduce um, Eric Johnson. Yep, and Brandito Davis. Um, and they came out to talk about um, a benefit show that Let's Wrestle's doing, which is actually going to be their next show on Saturday, December 14th, uh, to raise money for Doug Goffrey. Former uh, Mark former Goffrey, excuse me. Yes. Mark Goffrey. Um, a former main uh, wrestler for IWE and. Yeah, mainly IWE, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and he uh, got some some health issues. Some kidney issues, yeah. yeah. And unfortunately. so they're, uh, you know, and unfortunately that happens. He's still trying to take care of his family and everything. And the good folks at Let's Wrestle are coming together and helping out one of Maine's own. Trying to do a benefit to raise some money, and I think it's a good cause. And yeah. Again, it's Saturday, December the 14th, which is the next Let's Wrestle show. And, and that's still going to be in Orna at the American Legion Hall. Yeah, so. same venue. I'll be there, weather I'm, permitting. So exactly same thing. Uh, usually the winter shows like that, I don't, uh, I don't pre-buy tickets. Yeah, that's when I start to slow down a little bit too. So yeah, because you never know what's going to happen, and especially weather-wise here in Maine, we can get a blizzard that day. Now, that being said, when we went and saw Zach Saber Jr., we still drove up there, and then drove home in a blizzard. <laughs> But we drove up no and no and no snow. See, I don't think that was really a blizzard. Yeah, though. It, was, it just caught us by surprise. It was a, it was a flash storm. I mean, yeah. I mean, realistically, it was pretty crappy till we hit Newport, and then it kind of cleared up a little bit. But There's I mean, caramel, by the way, huh? Caramel. caramel. Anyways, yeah. we'll talk about that later. Oh yeah, 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 caramel. Yeah. Again, only thirty minutes apart. Any, we'll get to that. But anyhow, regardless. If, if weather permitting, I'll be there myself. Yeah, so after that, when they're talking about the benefit show, they brought out their new partner, Malik Logan, um, who actually has been in Let's Wrestle before. He was in a Battle Royal run, but yeah. this was his first official match of any kind. Yeah. Um, and that was against the Syndicate. Uh, yeah. Syndicate came out. Um, this that one a, That was a good six man tag It opened up with a big brawl In and outside the ring Which we kind of expected That they were going to go at it For a while I was starting to think It was going to be a street fight Or some sort of tornado match The way it was going Yeah Brandino Davis Did do a dive on the outside Unfortunately um, What happened was He landed uh, Bad on his right leg um, And that kind of You know Was a deciding factor In the end on yeah, who he won the match. pretty much hampered him the rest of the match, and the syndicate took over and worked out Brandino Davis quite a bit. Uh, he made the hot tag to uh, Malik Logan. Logan. Yep. And Logan came in, house of fire, played the ring, and then, well, then they isolated him. They got, uh, they got Eric. They got, is he going by Eric? Yeah, he's going by Eric. Oh, okay, kid. They got, uh, they got Jab and Jimmy there uh, on the floor. They got Davis on the floor. They isolated Logan. What the hit was it? Uh, pop-up powerbomb or sit-up uh, sit powerbomb type thing. Yeah. Uh, it was a headbutt and then a big elbow off the top rope. We actually saw two very impressive elbow drops tonight. First by Owen Brody and then later in the night by uh, CJ Cruz. Yep. And that was the, that's all it took. Syndicate picked up the wind. And, and, and Owen Brody was kind of motioning that he wanted another shot at the belt. I'll so. say they didn't officially announce it, but uh, definitely seems like we had a title shot coming up here for the Syndicate. Um, so the next match that we saw was first time ever matchup. It was Mac Daniels, a Limitless Wrestling Dojo uh, student, versus Scott Wilde. This match I enjoyed a lot. Um, I thought they had really good chemistry. Mac Daniels plays a really good heel. 
Um, crowd definitely eats up, eats it up, and likes to heckle him quite a bit. Um, I, I personally haven't seen Scott Wilde in quite a while. Yeah. However, I'll say he he looked damn good tonight. Yeah, he's looked really good in the past several months that I've seen him. Yeah, so I mean, he dropped. He's dropped since I've last seen him. He's dropped quite a bit of weight. Yeah, he's definitely. Um, I would definitely say this is the best I've seen him in a long time, wrestle-wise. Uh, he was popping on that ring like crazy, and, and it was a great match. It was really impressive. We had said earlier, I wouldn't surprise if this one stole the show, and it, it, it very nearly did. Yeah, Mac Daniels ended up getting the win in the end. Yeah. Um, so he definitely has a lot of momentum, keeping the momentum going. And he actually cut a promo at the end, and he was actually challenging... Tough enough alumni and um, Auburn Maine's own Luke Robinson. Yes, to and, challenge uh, him. Yeah, he, uh, he mentioned that he's compared been compared to Luke quite a bit over the years, and uh, you know he wants to prove that he's not a runner up like Luke is. And he's the he's the real deal there, if you will. And um, yeah, I uh, that was for December fourteenth as well. So I just want to add this: Mac Daniels, he's only wrestling, he's only been wrestling officially. For six months yeah, now. That's what he said. Six months, which I, I thought it was a little bit longer because I thought he was in the last Russell Rumble last January, but I guess I was wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, he looks good. So he definitely has a big match coming up um, against Luke Robinson come December. Um, who do you expect to win that match? I know it's kind of way ahead now, but All right. So throughout the rest of the night, Johnny Torres came out after intermission. And the commissioner there, and he said that uh, he was going to call Luke tonight to tell him what happened, but allegedly someone at intermission must have said something to him because Luke called him and accepted the challenge. So the match is official. Yeah. Um, and here, it's hard to say for me because, you know, Luke is like a personal trainer. Uh, but he hasn't wrestled in a long time. He only wrestles probably about a couple times a year. Has he? I don't think he's wrestled in a couple years, though. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't know the last time he wrestled. It might be for Limitless. It might have. Was it? Because uh, he wrestled, like, the Davey and Main Benefit show, and then he did wrestle on a Limitless show after that. He wrestled against Cam Zagami. Okay, yeah. But I haven't seen him since then. It's been a while. Um, I, I don't expect much ring rust. No, I would no, I don't either, because he never really seems to have any. No. But um, I don't know. I mean, I could see Mac Daniels getting the win because of Luke taking time off rustling. But at the same time, I could see Luke being the veteran he is. I mean, he was the NWA on fire champion for over a year. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and honestly, he, he should have been the winner of... He should have been the winner of Tough Enough. That's just me. I, I legit feel like he should have won Tough Enough, yes. Absolutely. So the next match, I believe, was Davian versus Brett Ryan Goslin. Am I correct on yes, that? Yes, that is the next match. That was the next match. I was impressed with this match. I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I would definitely put this in top three matches of the night for me. I really, I really thought they had it. really good chemistry. Um, the, the finish could have been executed a little bit better, but I thought overall they clicked really well together. Yeah. And it was a really fun match. I don't know what the finish was supposed to be. I don't know if he was doing a double arm DDT or if he was trying to do like a butterfly suplex type thing. I, I, I don't know what he was going for. I just know Davian landed kind of roughly on top of her head. Yeah, but that's a, that's a match that I would not mind seeing again in the future. Um, them going head-to-head at some point. Yeah, but, but 
Brett Ryan Gosling got the win. Yes, and we'll talk a little bit more about him later on. So. I did predict earlier on the drive up that he was going to get the win. Yeah, so Davy Ann's on a little bit of a losing streak. She, still. she is unfortunate, but she looked. See, she was a heel tonight. I like her better as a heel. I agree. Uh, I, I mean, when she won the uh, Let's Wrestle title last January, definitely was over with the crowd. Uh, but I, I like her much better coming out as a heel and, and shitting on everybody. Um, there was a hard-hitting match tonight. There was a lot of... They, they were very stiff with each other, which is fun. It's great to watch. Uh, my daughter was there. Uh, my daughter does not... Uh, does not think the men should be hitting the women, but it's okay for the women to be hitting the men. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. The, yeah, I'm trying to explain to her about double standards, but she just is like, uh, no, that's how it's supposed to be. I guess. I, I will say that I was, as I'm watching the match, I was very thoroughly impressed with Goslin. Uh, yeah, I actually would like to see him wrestle Mac Daniels at some point down the line. Well, and we'll talk about that. I'll- a little bit about seeing more of him um, in yeah. the future. So after that, the pre-intermission match, I'd like to call it, it was Made State Posse versus Shannon Thomas and Alec Price. Now, you said Shannon. Shannon. I thought it was, I always thought it was Channing. No, it's Shannon. It's Shannon. Channing. Channing Thomas. Right. See, see, you're I'm the fucking crowd. The crowd was chanting it's, Shannon at him the whole time. Right. And it's Channing. Now now you got me second-guessing myself. Uh, I've, I've seen him a million times. I've always called him Channing Thomas. Right. Not Shannon. Yeah, it's Channing. Yeah. yeah. But anyways. Okay. <laughs> but I'm a little tired. Forgive so, <laughs> Alex Price comes out. Alex is the kid that we were talking about earlier. He's 20. Who I love, by the way. I think he's great. He comes out. Sees my daughter. See, this is the thing that happens when you're a fan that goes to wrestling shows a lot. You tend to sometimes become a target because you're always there. And sometimes it feels like because they know you're a safe target, them to go after. And he looks at my daughter, who's 10 and lovely, and says to her, she like boos him. Because she always asks me when they come out, who's the bad guy, who's the good guy. So she boos him. And he says, well, I don't like you. Your parents don't like you. They lied to you. No one likes you. <laughs> and my daughter gets upset, and she starts to cry. And, like, not like little tears. Like, you're being, like, crocodile tears for, like, ten minutes. And, and I'm like, honey, it's okay. I obviously like you. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I love you very much. It's all right. She was pissed. She was. She wanted the mainstay posse comes out, and she like wanted them to beat the shit out of him. Just like probably ninety percent of the crowd. Oh, so. yeah, big time. And like when the posse did win at the end, my daughter is just screaming at Alex Price, who was laying on the floor near us. That's what you get. That's what you get. Like it was <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it was back to back really good matches on the show. Um, I would like to see Thomas and Price as a tag team more, even though they didn't get the win. I would like to see this match again. This was, I think, yeah. this was the best match on the card. Yeah, I agree. I think this yeah. was the best match on the card this as was well. The best match tonight. Um, Thomas, because I always want to call him Channing Tatum, by the way, who's an actor. <laughs> Thomas, like, humped his ass off tonight. I mean, he yeah. was in there the longest between the two, you know? And he, yeah, he took a beat tonight. The posse looked great. 
Price and Thomas looked great. I actually thought Price and Thomas would get the win at one point when when the uh, Aussie kind of stumbled a little bit and, and they got the upper hand for a spell and was looking good. Yeah. Great finish, fun match, high impact, high intensity. Crowd was excited. They were diving out of the ring. I mean, the Posse always gets the crowd going, anyways. But. Yeah. Yeah, when, when this match gets uploaded to Limitless Wrestling's uh, YouTube page, this yeah. is definitely a match you don't want to miss that off. Yeah, high intensity, great match, fun match. I really enjoyed it thoroughly. Prize is going to be legit a prize in years to come. Yeah, he's going to have a big... I know this year he's, he's done really well, but I think next year is going to be a really big year for him. I think you're going to see him um, pop up at a lot of companies throughout New England and, and, and hopefully beyond New England too we'll and, see and Thomas looked great too like yeah. I mean he actually his look has improved pretty thoroughly over the oh, you know, over the what, last year or so yeah just uh, like looking more like his gear's gotten better his look's gotten better his skills has gotten better so yeah Let's Wrestle definitely has a lot of people in Limitless and uh, Beyond Chaotic Top Rope all those companies yeah. there's definitely a, a huge amount of talent in New England right now there's a lot of great new talent coming up yeah and there's some other guys I would really love to see like I can't I can't think of his first name right now but you know Fred Curry Jr. I think his brother oh Kid Curry now. Kid Curry's Kurt Curry yep. I want to see him uh, Jay Gillette's son's wrestling now. Yep, I Travis mean, Gillette. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see him. I haven't seen him yet, but I've heard a lot of great things. And Joe Eastman said a lot of great stuff about both of them. Yep. And here's the thing. Like, I remember I got my picture taken with Kid USA, Jay Gillette, back in 1998 at the Lutz Tadamari, right after he defeated El Mascarado for the Latin to, to unify the uh, EWA Latin American Lightweight Championships and just the EWA Lightweight Heavyweight Championship. So... I mean, that was 21 years, over 21 years ago now. So I, I would love to see Jay Gillette's son wrestling now just for that purpose, really. So after that, went to intermission. Good uh, intermission break. Yep. Uh, I got, uh, I'm a card guy. Everyone knows that and knows me. I got, uh, I had brought my Littlest Wrestling Series 2 DVN card. They did not have any more cards for sale. That was the setting, but whatever. Wow, she signed my Series 2 card. Nice. And Perry Von Vicious has a set of cards that he's selling. It's a set of uh, nine cards uh, made by the same guy that made AG's cards. And I think he made the Limitless cards, too, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, the back design is similar to uh, a WCW Impel set from 91, but the front of design is similar to the Topps 85 WWF set. Holy shit, is it pathetic I know this? <laughs> Shows how much of a card guy you are compared to me. <laughs> anyway, so um, I got him to sign one of those nine cards, and then he also had an old card he gave me from, I think he said it was five, six years ago, uh, maybe even longer. I think it's a 2012 on it. Like his first card he had, he had some still, so he signed that one for me too, yeah. which was really cool because I like stuff like that. Two different you know, style cards, two different series, if you will. So yep. I added three of the collections tonight. That always makes me happy. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so intermission was good. Uh, it was a little long, but those wrestlers are making money at the gimmick table, so I understand that. Right. I was going to say, I don't mind an intermission going long as long as wrestlers are benefiting from it. Yeah. Whether In this case, it made sense, too, because I believe the Battle Royal was right after it. Yes. The, and the majority of the guys in that Battle Royal had already wrestled. 
yeah, the Battle Royal had, yeah, like you said, that, that was the first match after intermission, and the majority of the guys in it were already been wrestling that night. Yeah. Um, the final four, we came down to Owen Brody, CJ Cruz, um, was Alexander Lee, and Alec Price. Alec Price. Uh, Alexander Lee wasn't in the final oh, four. Who was the final? I think it was CJ Cruz. Oh, Mac Daniels. Yes. Mac Daniels, CJ Cruz, yeah. Alec Price, and, uh, CJ Cruz, Alex, uh, Alex Price, Owen Brody. Owen Brody. So yep. Brody went first, and then Mac Daniels. There's down the Cruz and Price, which was fitting because of their feud that they've had. That's what, exactly. They've had a good feud, and it's carried on, and, and you know it continued tonight. But in the end, CJ Cruz got the win. Also guarantees him a spot in the Let's Russell Rumble. Well, he's number he thirty. No, I, I didn't think it was for the number 30 spot. I think it's just a spot. Are you sure about that? Yeah, because Randy specifically said on the Limitless Wrestling podcast that it wasn't going to be for the first spot or the 30 spot. It was just going to be for a spot. I'm pretty sure the announcer said it wrong then, but I'll have to look at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, maybe they've changed their mind since then, but I thought it was just for a spot. Yeah. What was after that? Was that the women's match? Yes, that, that was okay. the women's triple threat. All right, so... It's uh, Ava Adabrit and Angel Sinclair and Ma- Masha Slamovich. Yep. This is my first time seeing Masha live. Or actually at all. I don't think I've seen a full match of hers online. But I'm familiar with her. Yeah, so this was interesting. Definitely a surprise right from the beginning with Ava. You know, the Platinum Honeys, they were going to team up and attack Masha. And just when Angel was getting ready to step forward, Ava just attacks and beats the bloody hell out of Angel Sinclair yeah, and throws a chair at her too on top okay. of that you were on the other side of the ring by then with Bradford great team Bradford's man of course yeah. with Bradford and Roy yeah. I was on the other side you know anyways but when she threw that chair did it hit her in the head? Oh, I'm Sorry. pretty sure it did because it looked bad from my angle it looked bad yeah so I Pretty sure also the chair opened too. It did. Yes, it, I could see that, but it was stiffsky, that's for sure. Um Angel got brought to the back and then we saw Ava and, and Slamovich going at it. Uh, I'm in love with Slamovich, not gonna lie, uh, because I like suplex and she suplexed the shit out of Ava tonight. Oh yeah. I mean we saw some throughout the course of the match because eventually Angel came back out and she ate some suplexes too. But I mean we got some Santo suplexes, German suplexes, got a really, really awesome, badass wheelbarrow suplex. Because uh, those don't happen very often, but that was beautiful. And when you see her at first, you wouldn't think that she would be that strong. Oh, yeah. Being no, able to is. manhandle people like that, but yeah. she is strong as hell. And she talks in Russian a lot and screams and just suplexes the shit out of people. She is legit. A stick of dynamite. And one thing I like, too, is traditionally when you see a lot of promotions do this, when you yeah. see, like, a foreign wrestler or, or a wrestler with a foreign gimmick, yeah. typically they play the heel. Yeah, no, so, she did not. So, you know, crowd loved her. Yeah. You know, she was playing to the crowd a little bit, yeah. you know, embracing them. So it was, it was nice not seeing that stereotype yeah. portrayed in wrestling. Well, all three of them came out, and, and Masha came out first. And yes. I, and I knew Angel, and I figured Angel and Ava, based on their how they were acting in intermission, 
were going to be the baby faces. Yeah. And she got a baby face reaction. It was a baby face when I show us. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. Yeah. Angel and Ava came out. Angel and Ava came out as baby faces. And I'm yeah. Like, huh. And my daughter, because she asked me, like I said, every match is good, he's bad. I'm like, what? Well, they're all good. And she's like, oh. And then when Ava turned on Angel, he kicked the shit out of her. Oh, I surprised the hell out of me. My daughter comes. Oh my God, what happened? She was such a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. She's ten. It's amazing. Oh yeah. Um, she yelled herself hoarse tonight at people. Oh my god, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, Masha ended up getting the win here. Yeah. So she ended up prevailing. You know. She. Uh, actually, and the really key thing was every woman for themselves. Yes. So yes. Throughout the whole entire match, so I think that really actually you helped there. There was not a single time when two of them teamed up on the other. Nope, there wasn't. No. And it's. it's it was nice that that didn't happen because usually another thing when you see like a triple threat match or any or a fatal four way whatever you always see you know two competitors teaming up on one but that wasn't the case at all. No, uh, Asha eliminated Ava as far as getting her out of the ring and then she got a diving headbutt off the top rope. Yeah, oh. a dynamite kid. I thought that's funny. Yeah, I thought that Ava was going to steal a win earlier because Angel was down and Masha seemed to be going for her headbutt. Angel uh, slid in the ring and, and went for trying to steal a pinfall. Right. And I thought, oh, that you know, that's the heel thing. But Masha broke it up, and then she hit her diving headbutt and got the pin on Angel. So that was good. We're gonna see her in two weeks at uh, Limitless Wrestling. Yeah, second ever women's scramble match. And I want to see her suplex the fuck out of everybody there too, especially Jeremy Leary. Sorry, Jeremy. Jeremy Leary. <laughs> Sorry, pal. Um, but it's it's funny. So the next match. Um, was Kennedy Copeland and Alexander Lee taking on uh, CJ Cruz and Ricky Archer? Yep. So this was the first time I've seen Ricky Archer. I thought he looked really good, personally. Yep. Um, I'd like to see more of him and Let's Wrestle. Um, I agree. What did you think of the match overall? I thought it was fun. Yeah, I thought it was uh, a fun match too. I thought it was great. Um, again, on my side, this, I was on the same. I was on the corner where Alexander Lee and. And uh, Kennedy was on. And uh, during the Battle Royal, they actually sat in the front row next to my daughter. And my daughter and Kennedy struck up a conversation. So when she came out later for the match, my daughter then decided that, you know what? I don't care that she's bad. Uh, she's really cool, so it's okay with me. So for this one match, she rooted for the bad guys because she liked Kennedy. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I know. Um, there's a spot where Kennedy and... Alexander Lee both headbutted, I don't know if it was CJ Cruz or Ricky, it doesn't matter. But they gave him like a double headbutt thing and he fell down and then she fell on her ass. And Alexander Lee starts slapping his head and goes, Ah, feels good, doesn't it? And she just goes, No. <laughs> it just caught me funny. Yeah. But it was fun because he was like yelling instructions out of, you know, at different points and. Yeah. I don't know, it just, it was really cool. I liked the, the chemistry of the two of them together. I thought, like, I see Jake Cruz really good in the ring. Um, yeah, he's really coming into his own this past year. Yeah, he actually, he flies around a lot more, like, he's more agile, I guess, than I than I, I would think when I see him. Yeah. He looks kind of like a stout guy as far as, you know, and everything, but he gets out of the ring. Uh, yeah, you think he'd be like a power guy, guy if anything? Yeah. You know, going back, because I didn't mention this earlier, Alex Cruz, man, he was, coming, when he was coming off the top rope, we're doing it, he got CJ Cruz, you mean? No. 
Alex Price. Oh, Alex Price. Yeah, early Alex Price. Yeah, earlier the night, man. He was getting some sick fucking air. I was really enjoying it a couple of times. But, yeah, CJ Cruz, uh, great match. Uh, in the end, though, experience took over. Yeah. Lee and Copeland won, so. What do they call themselves? Uh, I think it's Kenna the Lee. most... Kennedy Lee? Kennedy I... I all I remember is they were known as the most violent couple, right? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, then main event was Masshole Mike McCarthy uh, versus Kelvin Strange. Um, I thought this match was all right. It felt yeah. a little rushed at times, yeah, um, but it wasn't a bad time. match by any means. Um, I, I just felt it went really quick. Um, Calvin Strange did end up getting the victory. What happened at one point was um, Masshole had Calvin uh, Strange up in the air, like he was going to do a body slam, and he swung around, did a little airplane spin, and knocked the referee, Eric Greenleaf. So that gave Calvin Strange a chance to grab the title and hit Masshole with it. For the well, week. first, though, Asshole put him in this like Rings of Saturn type. Oh picture. yes, yeah. And uh, Calvin Strange tapped out. Yeah. And so you know, Asshole let him go, thinking, "Hey, I won." But yeah. then, oh wait, no one's called for the bell. Yeah. And that's when Calvin Strange grabbed the title and hit him with the title, and he dragged Greenleaf over to position, and Greenleaf counted the fall. Yeah. And then, so he match. once once again, basically, he's kind of cheated out of win. Yeah. Um. So Johnny Torres came out. Johnny Torres, well, actually, before that, Brett Ryan Goslin actually came out yeah. as Kelvin Strange was getting ready to go to the back. He snuck up behind him. And they started going at it. And, you know, them and Masshole and him were starting to go at it. And that's when Johnny Torres came out. Yeah. Um, he made a stipulation. Um, which I'll be honest, I'm a little confused. <laughs> yeah, okay, so oh. December fourteenth, it's gonna be Calvin Strange and what, David Dwyer. Uh, David D- Dyer. Yep. Okay. Did an attack match. Calvin Strange, David Dyer taking on uh, Goslin and Mike McCarthy. If McCarthy's team wins, he gets to have a match against Strange for the title in January. He gets to pick the stipulation. If Calvin Strange teams win, then McCarthy can never get a title shot again unless Russell. Yeah, so the only thing that I was a little confused about is what's in it for Brett Ryan Gosling? Nothing. Nothing in it for Nothing. Him. So why did Gosling come out? Right. I mean, they're not, we haven't established him and McCarthy are friends. No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> and... I don't know who Dyer is, but he wasn't even there. Oh, Dave, D- Dave Dyer, yeah. Is, is he friends with Strange? Yeah, so he comes out with Calvin Strange. He's kind of Calvin Strange's little oh, lackey. Okay. Yeah, he's a limitless wrestling uh, dojo student as okay. well. Right. Um, so, yeah, so that's December 14th. Um, Other matches on the car. So, one, another big thing, too, that we forgot about is after MSP's win, they were talking about how, you know, they they fought every team that they could, um, but the one team that they haven't faced was the Dirty Drifters, and they wanted to have a, a nice, fun match with them come December 14th. Yeah. Um, so, that'll be interesting. That's a, definitely the biggest match yet for the Dirty Drifters. Yeah. Um, so... They have a lot to prove in that match. Yep. Uh, but the team as experienced as the Main State Posse. 
so yeah, we'll definitely see what happens. Already three matches set for Saturday, December 14th. Well, Luke Robinson McNary is a big match. I would definitely say that's the match I'm look, most looking forward to. Well, so far what they've announced, yeah. And they, you know, the thing about Luke is he, he brings a crowd with him. Right, and that's the good thing. He's got a lot of supporters, and I believe he calls it his Wolfpack. Yes. Yeah. Because he has a company called Wolfpack Fitness out of Auburn. And they tend to show up in mass. Yeah, which is awesome. They show, so it's, it's good. So he brings, like, I'm talking like 40 people. Like, somewhere between 30 and 40 people seem to show up when he's uh, there at a show. Absolutely. And they're very loud and ruckus. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's always good. And you're right. Like, he doesn't seem to run so much anymore because he doesn't have to or doesn't want to or whatever it is. He has a very successful business that's but doing very well. He's very happy. Whenever there's a benefit match, he, I say whenever, but I mean, he wrestles primarily on benefit shows. Right. And I don't, not every benefit show that's out there, he wrestles on benefit shows that I think he knows are actually going to benefit someone. Yeah, I'm not afraid to admit that. I'm, I'm agreeing with you, so. Yeah, and, and, you know, like I said, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun to see those two guys wrestle because it's, it's not a match I never, it's not a match I ever considered I want to see, but now that they've announced it, I want to see it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll be completely honest, too. Like, at first, I wasn't thinking the Luke comparisons, but now I can understand it. Yeah, I can understand it now. I, again, I'm still in my brain. I went to Hurricane John Walters. And another guy, but I'm not comparing Matt Daniels to Walters. I'm not comparing Matt Daniels to him, but, like, Austin Theory. I actually was kind of thinking Cameron Matthews. What? Similar looks. No, no, I mean, but like, to me, Austin Theory is another guy that I would compare to. Walters. Oh, I thought you meant Mac Daniels. No, 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 no. Austin Theory is a guy I would, compare, I would compare to Walters as well. Um, but yeah, actually, maybe Mac Daniels is more similar to Cameron Matthews. Yeah, Chad Matthews. Which, okay, so he wrestled on his PWE show. They wrestled at the fucking fair. Yeah, I heard about fair, that. Like, I would have gone. Yeah, I would have gone. That you know, like, they didn't come have on, Larry. Larry, let me know next it's time like, what you're going like to do. Anthony Green wrestling Tony Allis at the, the Farmington Fair. I would have gone to that. I've already seen that match, though. I, well, I got to just say. Them. It would have been fun. I know. It would have been awesome. But, um, and then Luke, or Chant Matthews, whatever, he posted, like, on his, uh, I don't know if it was Instagram or Facebook story feed. He did a tables match, too, didn't he? Yeah, at the fair at he did. Fair, yeah. Uh, like he was at the CCW dojo. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, and it's just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I want to see him wrestle more, so good, but good on him because I'd like to see it, but. Yeah. Um, so, one thing I got to say tonight is there was another show that was running about a half hour away from Let's Wrestle. It was literally, it was legit 30 minutes. From yeah. Carmel. To it's exit 174 is Carmel, exit 191 is the Orono show. Yeah. I mean, that's 17 miles. Yeah. Hold on, was my math good? Yeah, it was. That's 17 that's miles. People okay? get the gist. So, I mean, you can legit go from one venue to the next in 30 minutes, and Pro Wrestling Takeover ran a show that started at 6 30. And I just, I'm not a promoter. I'm not the one putting my money on the line, you know, or, you know, putting the effort in. I get it. But to me, that just seemed like poor decision. Yeah, so I, this is the thing. So, Maine, there's not a lot of promotions up here. There's probably... 
four that run regularly. Yes. Technically five. Yeah. Well, there's Randy owns two of them. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> you know, I mean, there Van goes through phases where you, IWE's been a constant for years. Okay. But Van goes through phases where a bunch of other little promotions will pop up, run a show here, there, and then they disappear after a little while. Yeah. But as of late, let's wrestle. Limitless Wrestling and IWE, the three most consistent ones. Well, Larry runs a lot. La- yes, Larry. I apologize. NAWA. NAWA. He's been running. He's ran. He's been running very consistently. He runs the southern part of the state more so, and you know, like uh, Portland and the Bonnie Eagle benefit shows and Buxton. Buxton. Yep. And, and, and I would love to try to get to a Larry show. I, I have more, which is worth it. I have more opportunity to go now, so I'm going to try to make the effort. But, um, anyhow. So, I, I think one thing I just want to say is, I think this next date, especially December 14th, don't run another show that night. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, especially charity shows. It annoys the hell out of me. Me too. When companies like run... from a charity. Yes. When companies in general run the same night... I can see if it's completely different part of the state. Right. Yeah, I can understand that. If it's right. like two hours apart, maybe. Like, you know, IWE's run up in Bangor the same night, or Brewer, that is. Yeah. The same night that Limitless is wrestling, running down in Westbrook or Portland. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, shit, that, that's 140 miles apart. And plus, miles apart. and plus, there's a big difference in terms of ticket prices. Right. Like, let's be real. Some people in certain parts of Maine are more apt to pay more for wrestling right. than others. Right. It's just common fact. Right. Um, based off of socioeconomic status. But basically, Pro Wrestling Takeover ran a show in Carmel tonight, and I've never been to one of their shows. I know you've been to some. Yeah, I, I like going to the shows. I was I was a little bummed that there were there's two shows going on at one night. There, there's a couple. Because I prefer to try to go to as many shows and support as many companies as I can. Um, I kind of put on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. I, I tweeted PWT and, and, and everything and, and, or Facebook message them or something. That basically what I said was, you're running two shows basically at the same time, 30 minutes apart. If one of you ran at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Or even 5. Uh, 3. I'd say 3. That's a, that's a better. Uh, five or 3 or 4, but I'd say 3. If one of you ran at 3 o'clock in the afternoon you did your three-hour show, Yeah, that would give the fans plenty of time to go to both shows right. and grab something to eat in between. Right. Because realistically, you know, I, I traveled up from Gardner, you traveled up from Lewiston. I mean, I drove 90 miles, you drove over, you know, your, your travel time's over 100 miles, like 130, whatever. Yeah. Right? Lewiston's exit 80. Well, I think technically mine was so like 115, 100, uh, yeah. Auburn's exit 80, correct? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah, Auburn's exit 80, Lewiston's 75, but you get off in Auburn. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So Auburn's exit 80, we get off 191, that's 111 miles from exit to exit. So yeah, so you got like a 115-mile commute. Uh, I'm getting off exit 103, and then driving to my house, you know, so I got an 87, 88-mile commute. Yeah. 90-mile commute, basically. So... What I'm trying to say is, we would have gone 
to the Pro Wrestling Takeover show at three o'clock. Absolutely. Then gone over, hit the Orient House of Pizza, and gone to Pro Wrestling, and gone, gone to the, uh, the Lance Russell show. And I, and I, honestly, there probably would have been dozens and dozens of fans that were there tonight that would have done both. Yes, absolutely. Roy would have done both. I mean, we probably could even talk Bradford and coming down to Pro Wrestling Takeover. You know what I mean? To go to that show, to go to wrestling. Yeah. Because uh, he's driving all the way from St. Stephen, you know? Yeah. So it's just, I really, honestly, truly think if they would have done a double shot like that, and they're using different talent on both shows, that's the key thing, too. Right. I, I totally would have gone to Pro Wrestling Takeover and then gone to, to the Let's Wrestle. Yep. If I would have gone to Pro Wrestling Takeover, yes, that would have cost me more out of pocket because there's three of me going. Because there's me and my two kids went tonight. Yep. So I would have spent, like, what, another 30 bucks. Yeah. But to go to two shows and, like, double shot like that? You know, it would have been fun for all of us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But um, anyways, again, I'm not putting the money up. I'm not running my own shows. That's just my my humble fan opinion. You know, don't try to split the audience. You know? Because I, I have a loyalty to Randy, personally. No, I do too. So I'm always going to, Randy's always going to win in that case. But, uh, yeah, don't, don't try to split the audience, the fan base, especially one that is a dedicated fan base, you know? Anyhow, so let's wrestle December 14th. That's uh, going to be, what, volume 11? Yes, volume 11. Yeah. Um, and it's actually going to be nice, too, because besides December 14th, um, they'll have the Let's Wrestle Rumble again in January. Yes. So it'll be back-to-back months of wrestling in Orno, So, yeah. And we got Limitless in two weeks, the 25th. Um, very excited about that. That's a Friday night. It's actually the same night as the Gardner-Cody game, which is unfortunate because I actually was going to try to go to that this year. Oh. But, uh, yeah. Oh, well. Remember? Oh, jeez, I'm pro. Did you go? You probably don't, but uh, it was... What were they calling themselves? Pro Wrestling... Was it Pro Wrestling America? Yes. It was Pro Wrestling America. Oh, I didn't go to that. I know you didn't. I don't think I was going to indie shows then. Okay. Pro Wrestling America ran in Fairfield the same night as Lawrence High School is the name of the high school in Fairfield. It was the same night as the Lawrence High School homecoming game. And football is huge in that high school, by the way. In that town. huge in that area. And... It was bomb scare attendance at the wrestling show. I want to say there was 10 fans that paid to get in, and then the rest were, like, wrestlers' relatives. And also, a lot of the wrestlers no-showed or didn't show up because instead they went and worked the IWE show in Brewer. And so we got uh, Mark Bowman and uh, Chad Matthews and a bunch of students including Roadblock. So, we got three kind of shitsky student-type matches. I mean, we had a, a thumbtack match where no one actually took a bump with the thumbtacks. Uh, they got spilt on the ring, and then down there, but they never got used. Um, these, okay, they had a bag of thumbtacks taped to a rope. They did a tug-of-war with the rope. Uh, they found one of them finally got the rope. They they dumped the tax on the map, and then they got school boiled up for a three count. So we never actually saw the tack boat. Good stuff. 
shows there, whether it was a, a crowd of 15 to a crowd of 400. I have been... I've, tonight was actually my 245th wrestling show that I've ever been to. Okay? Because, yes, I keep track. Now, I know, Mikey, you go to that in, like, five years. I get it. You go to shit ton of shows. We've already established that. But anyways, I mean, I went to my first show in 1989, my second show in 1995, and then in 96, I think I went to one. And then, you know, it's picked up over the years, but so I had a little gap there. But anyways, today was today was wrestling event number 245 for me. I can go back and count, but I bet you I've been to the Fairfield Community Center for at least 70 shows. 70, 80 shows. Yeah. And I have seen so many wrestlers there, so many promotions there. It's kind of unreal. Yeah, like, looking back over the years, there's actually been a lot of really cool history with that venue. Yeah. Um, Eddie Edwards has wrestled there multiple times. Uh, Matt Taven, uh, Tommaso Ciampa. I We've seen... Christopher uh, Daniels. Christopher Daniels in there. I saw Steve Carino wrestled in that venue. Mike Bennett. Uh, Mike Canellis. Yeah, Honky Tonk Man. Uh, Sabio Vega. Yep, Savio Vega's been in there. <laughs> uh, I, I know I said the Honky Tonk Man, but I've seen him in there more than once. Scotty Tuhati. Yep. Uh, ODB. Sanjay Das. Um, been quite a few. Um, so, yeah, it has a lot of really neat, rich history there. Um, so, it's definitely... You can't think of mean wrestling without that building. No, you it's really can't. In that capacity. I'm Yeah. Um, 
Sasha Banks has wrestled there more than once. Yep. You know, I mean, there's been there's been a lot of really Warbeard Hansen. Huh? Warbeard Hansen, yeah. Um Carlito. Yep. Jimmy Wang Yang. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of names. Tony Atlas, people. of course. Oh, yeah, Tony Atlas, yeah. <laughs> there's been a lot of, uh, some pretty significant name people there that have wrestled in the Fairfield Community Center, which is surprising. Oh, Teddy Hart. Yeah, Teddy Hart. All the time. Yep. Uh, Caleb Combley. Teddy, Teddy Hart, actually, his career kind of just rejuvenated, again, because of the Fairfield Community Center. It really did. I mean, it was for IWE. It was supposed to be uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. Yeah. And this is what I heard from it. Uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. couldn't make the show because his uncle died. Yes, his uncle did die, unfortunately, yeah, that which week. Which would be Teddy's uncle, too. Right. Way. I just thought that was odd. But, so he couldn't make it, so he recommended to them that Teddy, you know, he said, hey, you should book Teddy. Because, like, I remember Teddy Hart was like, the next big thing for a long time. Oh, yeah. He's, I think he's one of the youngest ever signees to by WWE at one point, yeah. too. And then he had some demons, as they like to call some personal demons interfered. Um, we all know that. Yeah, but, I mean, then he kind of disappeared for a while, at least for me. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'd hear him in Mexico, this, that, or whatever, so when they announced that Teddy Hart was replaced, I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. And... You know that I'm gonna say for me personally that one show I think fucking lit a fire under his ass. Yeah, IWE that IWE show really helped jumpstart his because motivation he, again. He did that. He did that one show, and then he did that one show. Then he uh, he got he got he worked for Limitless. Yep. And then he had to go serve some time in jail. And then he came back and he's worked a bunch for Limitless. Some yeah. really great matches. He's going all over the place. And he's killing it down in MLW. And, you know, Jimmy, just we just saw him at the expo, him and, and David Bushwick Jr. Yeah. tag team in the New Heart Foundation. It's, uh, yeah, that IWE show really did kind of rejuvenate his career. Yeah. Anyhow, anything else you want to add? Uh, nothing else that I can really think of. Um, we've already talked about really the next big show that I think we're actually both going to, which is rare. Oh, no. I'm going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I once again forgot. I'm going to Uncharted Territory. This Thursday night. This Thursday. Um, a really good card. The headliners, Mercedes Martinez versus David Starr. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty, pretty jealous. I'd like to see her. Um, definitely check it out. Beyond Wrestling, IWTV, Independent Wrestling TV. Yeah. 8 o'clock this Thursday. Um, I think other than that, the only other show I have this month is um, Limitless on the 25th? 25th, yeah. We established that. Yeah. Yeah. For me, me it's Limitless on the 25th, and then uh, November, I I have nothing planned for November. I know Limitless is going to run November. I just don't know what date they're running yet. Um, you know, it hasn't been made public. And then December 14th, possibly. Uh, let's Russell again. Depends on the weather. But that's about it. Um, the only other thing that I really want to plug, um, and I can't make it to the show, unfortunately, is um, Zero One USA Northeast oh, yeah. has a show Sunday, October 27th. 
Um, and the show's going to be in Johnson, Rhode Island. Um, has Gangrel, has Matt Stryker, Chris Statlander. Um, really good card. Um, so definitely check Zero One out. That's really the only other thing that I wanted to kind of give a shout out to. So. All right, well, don't forget to check out my blog, Rustin Insomniac. I'll have a write-up on this show posted probably before this blog. Before, I don't know, right off, probably. Because I'm going to work. I'm going to do it tomorrow, Sunday, and get it posted tomorrow while I'm watching the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, that's it. I'm on the, the Twitter. I'm Superstar Mount. If you want to follow Mike, you would you? I don't know. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it shows how good I am at Twitter. Talk to you later.